how I fathom spitting. Uh -huh. Like you ain't in my league to mention, pull out the savage written. This is my aphorisms, plus I got bad intentions. Call it the thirst for more and store Mojave vision. At times I'm on the H the Gandhi kicking. So pour a cup of that life liquid that's ever so omnipresent. Other times I'm on this beat, gon' catch a body mission. Like Sun ain't listening, then we hit him like Sunny listen. But nah, let me call my Hello and welcome to the Two Guys Podcast, episode 400. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. And I am your other co-host, Dwayne. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, man. 400 episodes, and I'm going to be yeah. honest with you, man. I'm unprepared. I didn't play anything at all. Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about. We'll figure it out. I'm guessing probably the Super Bowl, probably some other stuff. Uh, but before we get too far into that, before we get into this episode, for the 400th time, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. It's so funny. We had talked about, like, uh, doing something for the 400th episode, and then we got on the phone call today. We're like, oh, yeah, this is it. Uh, <laughs> I didn't plan a single thing. Yeah. <laughs> no plans. No plans. Well, Pre-episode, we did our usual routine of spending 30 minutes talking about sports and then realizing we should have recorded it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's always how it goes. Um, yeah. But we, uh, yeah, we, we talked about uh, my kids. We talked about yeah. our fan, our dynasty fantasy teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, and, that's, that's our life. And a lot about how the Steelers should trade for Matt Ryan. Listen, we're going to get into it. So here's the thing. <laughs> a couple things I want to talk about first. We have to talk about the Super Bowl. Yes. But, so that's going to be a big part of what we talk about. But there's one thing I want to talk about first. I, I'm very upset about something that's happening uh -oh. in the world of sports. Oh, no. It's not. It's not Olympics related. Oh, rest, rest assured. Oh god. Oh good. Um, I. I was. I was. I was almost out. It was always. <laughs> podcast was almost over. <laughs> I want to touch base on this because I'm very upset about this. This is the most upsetting thing that's happened to me this year in sports. Uh huh. The NBA season at the beginning of the season, I made some predictions, and you one did? of my big one of my big predictions that I've been proud of all season is that the Boston Celtics were going to suck. <laughs> It was. I was proud about it. I have been po walking around all season, poking my chest out, saying how right I was about the sorry Celtic. You have. Well, been. Guess you, you've been. You've been insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> I really have. Like at least like once every two weeks, I send you the standings. Like, look, the Celtics suck, <laughs> and I'm so happy about it. Well, guess what? The Celtics don't suck anymore, and I'm could not be more dismayed. <laughs> They've been playing very, good lately. They've been playing really been good. Pl they've been playing really, really, really well. Jason Tatum's shot has started to fall. Uh, they've, they've, they've gotten everyone back healthy. I know Marcus Smart was out for a while. Everyone's back. Uh, Derek White looks good. He has, a, has only played maybe a couple, maybe three games for them, but he looks like he's going to be a real asset to the team. Mm -hmm. um, Time Lord is playing really well. The team's playing really well. They're playing better defensively. Jason and uh, the two Jays, they don't really fit together, but they fit perfectly together, if, it, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Well, it, it does. Like, well, the, the thing is about the two Js is they're, they're touted for being players that fit anywhere. Like, that's the whole point. Of exactly. That, right? right. That's the, the, the method of building a team that way is to just have wings that can, you know, dribble, create their own shot, and play, and, and play two-way defense that can switch. You could just mm -hmm. throw eight of those guys on a team, theoretically, and they can just switch every pick and roll, and, and it's just, it's just a, a nightmare defensively. And you've seen that kind of get better as the season's gone on. I hate it. I absolutely <laughs> hate it. If you pair it with my Charlotte Hornets, who have swooned, swooned 
just fallen completely off of a cliff. We've lost nine of our last ten games. We lost like six in a row. It's it's not great. And our our fortunes have flipped, and I could not tell you how just how utterly on my head about this I am. Charlotte keeps not... losing. Charlotte keeps losing overtime games. I notice. Like, do, do, do you yeah. think that'll? Do you think that's just bad luck, and they'll they'll figure it out? Uh, oh, you want me to start with my Charlotte? Thing. I do. So, I do. So, Talk so about Charlotte. It's it's our four hundredth episode, buddy. The, oh, Charlotte <laughs> has to be talked about. So here's the here's the problem with Charlotte, and it's a problem that Charlotte fans don't want to hear, and and it's it's the reality of the situation. We need Gordon Hayward. The yeah. team needs Gordon Hayward to be good. Last season, this exact same thing happened after Gordon Hayward got hurt. The team fell in the tank without Gordon Hayward on the floor. The team has a winning record when Gordon Hayward plays. They have a losing record when he doesn't since he's been there. What does he uh, do specifically that causes that? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I have not the slightest idea why. He, he greases the refs. He's just... It's he just, just <laughs> I have not the slightest clue why that is. But he's... He, you know what it is? He is, especially with LaMelo on the court. We've talked about LaMelo a lot on this podcast, and we've, I've compared him multiple times to Brett Favre, where he's, <laughs> he's just kind of, he's kind of a loose cannon at times. He doesn't take mm-hmm. great shots all the time. He's, he seems to hunt the big play a lot. He has a lot of turnovers. It was one game in this stretch that we lost. He had like nine turnovers in a game. Mm-hmm. And you live with those things because of the way he moves the ball on the offensive end. He's still not a great defender. Um, but I think what, what a guy like a, a vet like Hayward does is he just he settles everything, right? Like Gordon Hayward knows where everyone should be on the court, and he doesn't. And just having him there, he's a smart basketball player, and he does a lot of those things that you don't see in the scoreboard or on, on the on, on the uh, on the stat sheet. I think he's averaging like eighteen points a game, so it's not like he's been playing bad for Charlotte. He's played well. He scored a lot for them. But I think it's just he's just like a calming presence. You want a guy like that on the court, right? Like mm-hmm. a guy that's good, the leader, basically, right? On the sure. court that is going to help sure. to stabilize the team. Without him, you can just see they just offensively, they just fall apart sometimes. And okay. it's just like, and that's like, that's not a knock on anyone on the court. It's just, an, just how the team is built and structured. It's built, you need structure, you need someone on the court that can help LaMelo. To stay in the lane. Like, hey, LaMelo, stop throwing the... stop. You don't have to throw an alley-oop every time down the court. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, Miles sometime, Bridges, but, and Miles Bridges is going, yes, he does. He yes, does he does. I'm trying to get a max extension this summer. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> I caught that. I caught that heat game. I think it was last night or the night before or something. I caught last that Last night, game. yeah. Yeah, and Miles Bridges is just everywhere. He's everywhere. I love it. He's a monster. He's a monster. <laughs> An absolute monster. He's absolutely going to get, you know, the, the John Collins extension this summer. That's happening. Yeah, and, and I honestly, he deserves it. Honestly. Of course, if you're Charlotte, like, what else are you doing? Like, yes, you, the Mello and Miles Bridges are the two guys you keep. Like, right? Like, yeah, everyone else that on guy. that team, everyone else on that team, you should be trying to get assets to build around those two guys. They're still really young. They're under 25. Melo just turned 20. Yep. I think Miles is 24 or something like that. Yeah, he'll be 24 your, in next month. Yeah, that's your future for the next seven, eight years. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like that's, those are the two guys that you're building around. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that Hornets fans, you know, we're already sky is falling. You know, can this work? I'm like, guys, it's year two of LaMelo. Let's relax. 
<laughs> like, just calm down. <laughs> like, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> Let's just just take your time. There's no need to rush this thing. Um, so I'm not I'm not really panicked about the Hornets. I'm more upset about the Celtics being good. I do not want this to happen. <laughs> it makes me very upset. <laughs> Goodness. They had, that, that East is crazy too. Like I don't, I, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the East? Man, listen, the the Bucks are two and a half games back of first place. They're in fifth. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just, it, I'm just, I'm waiting. I've been waiting. We're all been waiting. We've waited for the Cavs to come back to Earth, and they just haven't. Yeah, they keep they keep playing well. They're they're right now tied with the 76ers and 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 the Cavs and the Bucks. Or, or or and the Bucks kind of tied. They uh Bucks have played two more games, so. Yeah, well they've the, the games back. They're yeah. the same. Yeah. But the, games but they've, back, they're they, the same, they've not yeah. played the same number of games. They have the same record as the Sixers. Yeah. Um yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how the East plays out. If I had to pick a team right now, I'm still I'm probably still picking Brooklyn. <laughs> Yeah, which you know, Brooklyn really is just going to come down to um, are there guys yeah. going to be playing? Are there yeah, guys going to be just, playing? You, as know? you said it. I was I was making all, talking all the things yesterday, and you said uh, it just it just honestly just comes down to Durant. It really like, does. If, yeah. If if Durant is healthy, then that team's a, a, a favorite to win the conference. Yeah, they're at least a contender. Um, yeah, Durant because Durant is enough. You know, <laughs> he's enough. Durant is enough. He absolutely um, is. And I'm really, really interested in seeing Ben Simmons uh, play. Like, I know he's practicing and, like, he's saying the right things and his teammates are playing, saying the right things. And I am really interested to see him on the court because I think he and Durant are a phenomenal pairing. I do. They fit perfectly together. Uh, and, then, and, then, <laughs> and then, you know, an underrated aspect of that team is uh, Cameron Thomas, who can go get a bucket, and Seth Curry, yeah. who, who can shoot from anywhere. So. Yeah. You know, that's basically Ben Simmons and three scorers, uh, and that's that's a winning success, and that's without Kyrie. So, it's interesting. Yeah. That's without Kyrie, I can't wait to see how that plays out. I know. Um, I I want I want a Brooklyn Philly series just so the world implodes. I want it so a bad. Bro- a Brooklyn Philly series. We can't. We can't. It can't. I want. Happen. I we, want we, it, Wayne. I want chaos. Listen. Look, do you like basketball? Do you like the NBA? I because just want to watch it, the world burn. If you like the NBA and you want the league to continue to be healthy and vibrant and thriving, then that's a series the league cannot have. <laughs> because oh. something bad is going to happen. That I think I think it's the series we deserve. That's what I think. <laughs> something is definitely getting thrown at Ben Simmons yeah. during that series. Look, if I was if I was single and it wasn't the time of COVID, I would fly to Philly and Brooklyn and go to every game of that series. Like it's gonna be so bad. It's gonna be so bad. I remember whenever Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, who has no history in Philadelphia, has never played there, uh-huh. has only been there was has been in the Western Conference, so he's only played there once a year. I remember when he played in Philly. A couple years ago, he was at OKC, and a fan stood up and just shot him the double bird right in his face. Yeah, that's Russell Westbrook. Yeah, can you imagine what they're gonna do to Ben Simmons? No relation to Philly in any way. <laughs> no relation at all. No history. Ne- Hasn't never, beaten them in the playoffs. Yeah, nothing. Never even played him in the playoffs. <laughs> never even played him in the playoffs. That's what they did to him. 
Like, I'm worried for Ben Simmons' safety. <laughs> I, I am as well. Um, I just, it's going to be fun. Uh, you know, Kyrie <laughs> won't be able to play at home. Um, Harden will be shedding glitter everywhere. I just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Harden. Um, no, 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 no. That's not fair. Here's, the, here's what you have to, apparently you have to say uh, now. Don't take, don't take the glitter away from Listen, me. Listen. I, I can't. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to say that James Harden has quit on two teams in two years. You're not allowed to say that. What you have to say is that James Harden only cares about winning, and he's going to show up in Philly, and he's going to be MVP James Harden, and nothing else off the court is ever going to matter. I would just also like to, to uh, just for everyone listening, James Harden did not uh, said that he was going to pick up his extension for next year. He did not. He missed the deadline to do that. So... <laughs> I would just like to say he has not done that. So to be fair, what happened was he brought his glitter pen, and it it didn't write. It was out of glitter. He used it all up the night before, and he didn't so, have any glitter left in his glitter pen, and then couldn't sign it. That's what happened. I, I, he left it at the he left it at the strip club. He left it at the strip club. Wait, hey, I didn't say strip club. I just said glitter. That's. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm he'll wholesome, probably, Dwayne. <laughs> I will say he'll he will probably pick that that um that I'm sure you know. Although but I don't know if things would go not bad, shock me. It would not shock me if he did. Yes, yeah, if <laughs> if things go bad. Um, that being said, like I don't think there's a lot of teams out there that have like cap space, and so I don't know. Like I I, I don't know what team that has cap space will be like. Harden will be like, yep, that's where I want to go. You know what I mean? I said it. I said it last week. I will say it again. Within the next two years, James Harden will be a Laker. It, 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 always possible. Always possible. Um, teams with cap space next year. Indiana, San many, Antonio, yeah. Orlando, Detroit. That's pretty much it. Uh, there's teams that cool. can get there. Like, Portland can get there, but I don't think Harden wants to go to Portland. Um, I don't think Portland wants to pay a ton Harden, of money for another score for he would never. He would never do this because your stars don't do this. But man, doesn't he make a ton of sense in Orlando? Uh, he could. He makes a ton of sense in San Antonio, honestly. Um, and Detroit. He makes know? a ton of sense there. But he would, um, that's, that's definitely not happening. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I He's don't not going so. to any of those. Yeah. Um, I, I, honestly, at this point in his career, he probably, probably should just stay in Philly and just try to win a title. I mean, yeah, so, so I bet he picks up that option. Or he signs yeah. you know, some huge extension or something like that. Which I think Philly had to expect that they'd be expected to do. Uh, yeah. to do that big time extension if Harden, if they traded for Harden, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think, I don't know. I'm going to say, I don't think Maury would do that unless he knew what was going to, uh, what was coming down the pipe. Maury's not a dumb guy. Yeah. Like, he's not just, he's not just throwing away assets for nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm also sure that Maury, you know, what, what have we seen about bad contracts? Like, we, we've seen that they can always yeah. get traded. So. Absolutely, they can. <laughs> Absolutely, they can. Yeah, that Russell That's Westbrook it. contract gets traded every year, so it happens. <laughs> it's probably going to get traded this summer. Probably one year left on that deal, though, right? It is it, 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 it has it gotten to that point? It just seems like it's like death taxes and Russell Westbrook's contract. Like it just seems that way to me. I feel so. like I feel like it's either one or two years. It's the, it's the same as the John Wall deal, right? Oh, it's a player option. Yeah, he's got a player option for next year, and that's it. He'll, he'll be picking that up. I I think that's probably a fair assumption to make. And Wall Wall is in the same boat. Player option yeah. for next year. So yeah, they they will both be be picking up those options. Yeah. Do you think that LeBron is considering like 
paying Russell Westbrook $47 million to star in his new movie. Um, yeah, I've got Space Jam 2. <laughs> I need you, Russell, Russ. Starring Russell Westbrook. I need and you, John, Russ. And John Morant. For, um, well, uh, we'll ju- I'm just spitballing a number for you, Russ. $47,063,478. Um, I need you to not pick up your player option. But, you know, that's what I need. <laughs> oh, goodness. The Lakers, the Lakers have... Um, Let's see here. Seven players under contract for next year at a hundred and fifty million. Yeah, hundred and and are at the and already at the um the set the the, the tax. tax. Yeah, they're yeah. Well, three, well over really the like tax. five players and they're over yeah, the tax. Well over the tax. Yeah, the Lakers. Um, I I we don't usually talk Lakers much on this podcast because we like to talk about like teams that that you know don't the suck. whole world isn't talking about. I say that after we. <laughs> Don't suck. Um, <laughs> I say that after we just talked about Philly and Brooklyn, but yeah. uh, but the like, they're ninth. Like, do they have anywhere to go? Anthony Davis is hurt now, which I'm glad is just a sprain. Because I, I did yeah. you watch that? Did you see that? I didn't. I didn't. See oh, that. it looked ugly. Like I saw that. And went oh, like I had like a like a sick reaction yeah. to to the ankle. It looked. So, it looked. I was. I was like, oh my gosh, that ankle snapped off. But it. Um, so here's the thing. Just a sprain. I think. I think I think you're going to see a shift next season for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they're, pro- they're I think they're still they still have to be considered, you know, a competitive team. Maybe not a favorite for the title because they do have LeBron and AD. Yep. But LeBron is, I think, it's now like right at or under two thousand points away from taking over the number one score, the, the scoring title in the NBA. Yeah, he's getting close. Yeah, so he's probably going to get that. I would say if if he plays next season at a, at the level he's playing, somewhere around this time next year, yeah. So I think that that's gonna be the big story next year: LeBron taking over Kareem to be the number one, just the top scorer in league history. Yeah, and then the so, next year will be going to play with his son, right? And the next year is it, is it the next year his son comes out, or is it the year after that? I don't remember. But he, I think he, it's he, the next year. Yeah, if so if his wrong. son. If his son gets drafted by Oklahoma City, <laughs> yeah, or whoever or whoever, do you think LeBron tries to go there, or do you yes. think LeBron just tries to get the pick? I would look. Oh. He'll be thirty-eight. He'll be thirty-eight, yeah. and um, a free agent. And free agency comes after the draft. It does. I think. I think Brawny goes number one in the draft. And LeBron comes and plays because, because any right. team is like, if I get Brody, I'm getting LeBron. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's what I think. I'm getting LeBron for at least a year. Um, pro- probably not, honestly, because 38 yeah, year old just, LeBron. Like, joking. are you upending? Yeah, are yeah. you upending? But I do think Brody probably goes 10 spots higher than he, I think he we're normally just, would. We just, we're just kidding. I, I don't think that happens. But I would say, I don't think it's... The chances aren't zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think Bronny goes higher than expected because of it. You know what I mean? I would say this. You're young, one of the best basketball players in your class. You get drafted top 10. Do you want your dad on your team? <laughs> like, think about, think about what, what? think about Honestly? what life Think about what life is like for a top 10 draft pick on the road. 
going out. Your freaking dad's there? Uh, 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 honestly, I don't know that relationship, but I won't pretend to. You know what yep. I mean? That might be great. It might be something he's like, yeah, I would love that. He's been my coach my whole life. He's been, you know what I mean? Like he's been, he's been there with me. I want him around. That sounds awesome. I could see that being the case, and I could see him being like, yeah. nope, I don't want it anywhere near me. You know what I mean? Like I won't pretend to have any idea what that relationship's like, but yeah, um, but I could see it going either way. I'm just saying, I know your dad. Your dad's a a, a lovely man. He's wonderful. Yeah. I love your I love your dad. Yeah. I don't I don't know that you'd want him. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shock you. Even when I was 18, probably would have been fine with it. Yeah, yeah. that's shocking. That's yeah. shocking to me. I, 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 I was, I was always real close to my dad. So, yeah, um, yeah maybe, you know. maybe I'm, maybe I'm projecting. Yeah, because if, I if, I, were, have, if uh, I were, if I were 19 and a millionaire, I don't want my dad there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll call I'm you not, dad. I'm not saying there wouldn't be nights where I'm, like, not telling him what I'm doing. Like, I'm not saying that there wouldn't be those situations. But I would probably overall think it was pretty cool. I think it would be a cool thing. I, I, I'm joking, obviously. I think it would be a cool – I think it would be cool for that. Because has that ha- – I don't think that's happened in sports since Ken Griffey and his dad, is it? Has it happened since then? Um, not that I can remember. That doesn't mean it hasn't happened. Yeah, but that, just means that's, that I don't remember. Not yeah. that I can remember. That's the one that I that I that's the only one that I really think of. Um, yeah, I and I think I think he wants it. Um, it would be. Cool. I think I, I think just, so. I just don't I don't know how that would feasibly work. Like LeBron just LeBron unless the Lakers somehow trade up for the number one pick and just take him. Yeah, which, which would be silly. But but listen, it's the Lakers. Nothing, no, nothing is off the table. <laughs> <laughs> nothing is off the table. <laughs> Should we talk Super Bowl? We had a Super Bowl. We have a new NFL champion, Brandon. Yeah, yeah, we do. And good for the Rams. Good for Matt Stafford. Um, I'm so happy for Matt Stafford. I'm happy for yeah. all those guys, really. Matt Stafford, Aaron Donald. We have to talk about Aaron Donald because Aaron Donald is like, if there was ever a professional athlete that is at least part Monstar, it's got to be Aaron Donald. He, he is a freak of nature and, and seems, I, another guy, really happy for him. Like, yeah, he seems like such a good dude. He just yeah. really does. You hear him talk and he just sounds like, he sounds like, he just sounds like nice and yeah, doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't seem like... <laughs> Like, James Harrison seems like a crazy person. You know what I mean? Like, when you hear him talk and the things he says and talks about. Like, Aaron yeah. Donald gives the complete opposite vibe, right? He you, seems like a normal, level-headed person. Yeah, you went opposite end of the spectrum there, but yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, James Harrison's a pretty far example. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, like, like let's say uh, normal pass rusher, right? Um yeah. I think James Harrison is far to the crazy side of even that. Well, that's what I mean. That, that, yeah. that, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's that, Yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you, 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 went, you went far into the spectrum there. Like, you didn't start in the middle. Like, you, you weren't like, here's what John Abraham's like. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I meant crazy. Like, you hear yeah, someone talk, crazy. and you know he, sound, he sounds like an insane person when you hear him talk. And then you hear Aaron Donald talk, and you're like, you just seem like a regular dude who just happened to be part Monstar. My right? my, <laughs> my favorite I'm sorry, you, you said James there's my favorite hard knocks moment ever is still when the mm. coach 
was trying to tell him that he can't hit AJ Green. <laughs> yeah. And James Harrison's nodding like with this crazy look on his face and, and like I get it. I get it. And the coach is like I don't think he gets it. No, and the co- the coach was like the coach was laughing laughing then he and then a, a beat passes and he goes, "But yeah, no seriously, don't hit him." Yes, it, seriously, don't <laughs> don't hit AJ Green. But yeah, but seriously, don't don't do that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's all fun. We're all laughing and joking, but 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 seriously, yeah, don't yeah, the, don't, J- don't do that again. James, you you get this, right? Like <laughs> Um he just seemed Aaron Donald seemed so happy, so genuinely happy after the game. Yeah. Um, the last the last series where the um the Bengals had a chance to go down and and maybe take the lead or tie the game. And he he just won the game. Just yeah. two consecutive plays where he just absolutely just plowed through the O-line. Yeah. And and just like like it, it couldn't have, it, that was the poetic ending of the last series where they go down and score, McVeigh calling the absolute perfect drive. Where it's like he's like, look, they can't stop Cooper Cup. Let's get the ball to Cooper Cup every play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna do a sweep. We're gonna do screens. We're gonna do hooks. We're just getting the ball to Cooper Cup the whole way down the down the uh, field. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was it was really it's it's hard to not be happy for that team. They deserve that. Yeah, cr- credit both defensive coordinators for their halftime adjustments. Um, yeah, they, they pretty much that the, third both quarter was tightened yeah. up. That third quarter was a rock fight. Like, both defenses were just after it. Yeah, outside of that 75-yard touchdown to T. Higgins, which, which was definitely a face mask. But um, <laughs> I'm not killing Jalen Ramsey for giving that up. Like, like Higgins, Higgins straight up grabbed his face mask and pulled him down. So, um, I mean, but, yeah, yeah, he definitely did. Yeah. But outside of that play, the defenses were tight uh, in that second half. And that, that, was, that, was, that was kind of the story of the second half for me was, uh, you know, we had a first half where both offenses seemed to really do a good job moving the ball, and then the second half, the defenses both made great halftime adjustments and just really tightened up against good offenses. And um, limited, outside of that 75-yard play, you know, limited, you know, there were only 13 points in the second half after that. So, yeah, uh, impressive. What, um, couple of guys uh, who did win rings, does this change the way you, you feel about Matt Ryan? Not Matt Ryan. Matt it, does, it, it does change the way I feel about Matt Ryan, actually. No, um, yes and no. Um, you know, I, I do think the ring matters. I think the ring matters. Yeah. And, and I know people like to scoff at that. But I think that if you have rings or a ring, then it helps kind of solidify your, your, your case and your legend and things like that. Obviously, you do it w- within a ton of context, right? When we talk yeah. about Hall of Fame and and uh, legacy and things of that sort. You don't just point to one thing. You point to multiple things. Um, Stafford has the career numbers, and that's the thing. He has career numbers to to be considered one of the greats, right? And now mm-hmm. he has a ring, which uh, helps solidify his case. So a lot of conversation has been, does Stafford belong in the Hall of Fame? And where I land on that is before the Super Bowl, probably not. And after the Super Bowl, Probably that's kind of where I'm at. Um, mm. I, I think it changes things enough because he had the numbers, but not really the record. And now he's got the Super Bowl and he played great all season. Um, he did have he the did. two turnovers, but uh, one of them really wasn't on him. But and the other one was basically a punt. So I don't really I don't really kill him for either of those picks. But, uh, you know, people might kill me for that. But 
if he didn't have the numbers, that'd be one thing. Like I, I but we're not talking about like a tr- people talk about him like he's like he's Trent Dilfer. Like the ring doesn't mean anything, right? And I'm like, no, the ring means something when you've already got a career of being one of the best passers in the league. He was always at least that second, maybe third tier throughout yes. his career in Detroit, and um. <clears throat> So, you know, I put him right with Kurt Warner and right with Eli Manning and as guys that probably get in, probably should get in, maybe not first ballot, maybe not uh, maybe not guys that you're like hands down definitely, but guys that I think deserve at least consideration. I think that's fair. Um, I'm going to say that it, 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 you're right in that it does change things, but not really for me because I've always thought he was this guy. Like he's, he's yeah. always been like – the failures of the, of them to be able to you know consistently win in Detroit have never been Matt Stafford's problem. This yeah. has never been his fault. He's never been the reason. There's a whole lot of other reasons as to why management draft picks not working. All those things. The the fact that he never had a within the NCS that he never had a thousand a running back that had a thousand yard rushing in a season. That's not on Matt Stafford, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's not his problem. He's always been you know an elite passer. Um. You could argue he's like the football version of a good stats, bad team guy. You could make, maybe you could have made that argument before now, but you put him with a decent team with a, with an elite defense and what they won a Super Bowl. Like, yeah, like that, that's, I've always thought he was that kind of guy. Um, yeah. The, there's also something to be said. He did take the lines, the playoffs three times. I mean, I, I, I know he that that's not did. all, I know that that's not a lot, but the lions have really struggled for a long time. And so, you know, I, I don't think that's nothing. I don't think it's nothing that Detroit that that Stafford took the Lions to the to the playoffs three times. You know what I mean? I would say, I would I, I'm with you. It's gonna change my opinion slightly. Yeah, I, but 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 my opinion, but my opinion is a little different than yours. My opinion was before this Super Bowl is Matt Stafford a Hall of Famer? I would have said maybe, and now I'm gonna say he absolutely is a Hall of Famer. I, oh, I absolutely. I, I still think, I think it's he probably. Yeah. You think I it's would probably? still say I would still say probably borderline. I I I ultimately probably put him in, but it's not it's not a hands down this definitely has to happen kind of thing. I feel so, like if Eli's getting in because he won two, then Matt Stafford should get in because he got one. That's all but, I'm saying. Yeah, but well, and that's what I'm saying. I put him in the same category as I yeah. put Eli right now, which is yeah. probably, right? Um Kurt Warner is the same guy. He Eli's gonna get numbers. in. Kurt Warner. Um, Kurt Warner's gonna get in. Kurt Warner's in. In the RDN. Is Kurt Warner in? Did Kurt Warner get in? No, I gotta look that up. Yeah, we'll look that up. I believe he got in. But but if if he's not in, he's gonna be in. And oh, uh, he did. Yeah, he is in. Yeah, he he yeah. he. I think he is in the same category as um as Eli and and Stafford. A little bit different because Warner. You know, I I always say, were they a top five? Um, at that position, not literal top five, but um, yeah, colloquial yeah, top five. And, and Kurt Warner was for like two of his, two or three of his seasons, right? So, Kurt Warner, listen, Kurt Warner for me is one of those guys that was like an absolute shocker to me. I, he's like the Troy Aikman All-Stars. I always thought Troy Aikman was so much better of a quarterback than he was. Yeah. And I always, I thought kind of the same with Kurt Warner. I thought Kurt Warner was like an elite quarterback for like 15 years. Like no, he really wasn't. <laughs> yeah, he he was an elite quarterback for like three seasons of his yeah. career, and, and a and good you, one for like two seasons, and then other than that, pretty replaceable. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I always thought he was—I thought he was like an elite guy for a long time, but no, he really uh-huh. wasn't. 
Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, that, that's the tier that I put them guys that I ultimately would probably put in, but they're not like hands down must be in, um, Philip rivers is going to land in that category for me. Oh, um, you know, my history with Philip rivers, but, but rivers is, he played so long and was so good yeah. for a long time. Um, you know, sixth all time in passing yards, which I know doesn't mean as much as it used to, uh, because Phil- of the way I the league say- has changed. I would say would you, I would say Phillip Rivers was probably a better quarterback than Matt Stafford. I think that's I probably that. fair. Um, I would say that, but I the, but I also but I also the ring helps. Like that's if if Philip Rivers had won a ring when he was when he went to Indiana, I think went to Indianapolis. I think he's absolutely a Hall of Famer. And it would have made I a change. He, yeah. Now I think he probably. Yeah. The the guy that that I probably put in that same category with Stafford that you're going to hate me for is Ryan. Matt Ryan. I knew you were going to say that, this. How yeah. dare you? How dare I, you? I I know, I, just, I know, listen, I know, but I, I can't I can't stand this slander. I've already but, had to accept that the Celtics are good. How how, yeah. how much do on the 400th episode you're asking a lot of me, Brandon. <laughs> you're asking a lot. Look, I'm I'm not asking you to make another ode to him, which uh, I remember one. I remember one year. I remember one year. Someone on Twitter said that Matt Ryan had a better career than Cam Newton, and I said that to you very angrily. And you said, "Well," and I was like, (laughs) "Okay, listen. All right, listen. Do not do this." (laughs) (laughs) I I will say. Their careers are kind of similar. In, they in really a way. are. They really are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I was Cam's game was a lot flashier. Um. Yeah. And Cam's MVP season was more impressive than Ryan's MVP season. I would also say. Also true. Um, but I also think it's very fair to say that Matt Ryan was probably a better quarterback than Cam Newton. He, he definitely he definitely was a better passer. A different. I, I will say that. Yes, I'll say better passer. I'll say that. He definitely yeah. was a better pass. Yeah, I it's it's funny. I think Matt Ryan is a little overrated, but also really good. <laughs> I, well, I th- <laughs> maybe I would say he feels properly rated in my mind, but that's because I hate him. <laughs> so anytime anyone says anything good about Matt Ryan, I'm like, that's enough, enough. <laughs> fine, we get it. He's fine. He's good. Enough. <laughs> oh, but um. But yeah, I think Matt Ryan is another one of those guys. If he wins that Super Bowl against the Pats, he's definitely a Hall of Famer, without question. Seems but, like it, and he still may be. But I, I would, I would lean no. My hatred, you know, take that for what you want because my hatred is real. But I would lean no on Ryan, even though I would lean yes on Stafford, even without the ring. I would. Lean I definitely yes think Ryan and Rivers land in the exact same category for me. Yeah, I put them the exact same. To me, I agree. Um, Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, the, we'll see how that Hall of Fame de- uh, uh, argument develops and goes on. But, you know, that, where I land, it does change things a little for me. Um, anyone else, it doesn't change anyone else for me, um, except it's a nice cap on a, a historically great wide receiver season for Cooper Cup. Um, I, wanted to, I wanted to bring it up next. That, that was my next question. Um, he got the triple crown, yep. receptions, touchdowns, uh, and uh, receiving yards. He was Offensive Player of the Year. He was Super Bowl MVP, got a ring. Is it the best wide receiver season ever? You know, I, I haven't looked. Um, 
I, I haven't looked at those uh, at the, the seasons, you know what I mean? To see what yeah. other ones. Uh, yeah. It's at least one of, if not the. Um, it's got to be at, le- at the very least one of. Yeah, it's I would an, need it's to. It's incredible. You know, um, second in yards, um, I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it third in yards because he, he finished 70 yards more than Julio Jones did in 2015 with an extra game. So. Yeah. Um, but what he did as the linchpin of that team and the Super Bowl MVP and that final drive and the Offensive Player of the Year award and all that stuff, I mean, it, it's definitely a candidate for best wide receiver season ever. Uh, right up there with Jerry Rice's best year and Antonio Brown's best year. Um, an underrated great year is Steve Smith's 2005 season. That's, yeah, that's it is. Underrated great season. Yeah, um, it is. Come on now. Yeah, it's it's. A, <laughs> I I believe he was a triple crown winner that year as he well. He was. He did. I remember that. Yep. Uh, he only had 1,500 yards, but that Carolina team was pretty good, and basically because of him, with Jake DeLome throwing him the ball, you know. So yeah, I, I, you know, little little props to Steve Smith and the to Smeeve in this situation. So yeah, I think uh, I think that's fair. Um. But if people want to call this the greatest wide receiver uh, season ever, I'm not going to really argue. Yeah, that's the thing know? I wanted to say. It's like I'm, I'm not nearly, you know, versed enough in NFL history to say that. But I will say it's probably the best one I've seen. And I've yeah. seen, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't really follow Jerry Rice. I wasn't really fully following football for all the Randy Moss greatness. Um, by the time I really started really paying attention to, fo- to Randy Moss, he was, like, on his way out of the Vikings and on his way to Oakland. Moss's oh. best season was that that year of the Giant, the the eighteen and one season for the Patriots. Like like Moss yeah, was yeah, yeah, an yeah, unstoppable yeah. force. So that that season ranks high. It ranks yeah. really high uh, on 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 the 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 list of greatest wide receiver seasons for sure. I I'm not a Moss fan, but I can't take anything away from him for that season. That was an incredible season. So he had yeah. twenty three touchdowns. That's the most ever uh, in Oof, the season. That's insane. So, yeah, <laughs> twenty three yeah. receiving touchdowns is crazy. Yeah, just just incredible. So, um, Jerry Rice had twenty two in nineteen eighty seven. That's another incredible year. I can't remember what year Rice won, uh, Super Bowl MVP. I, I think it was a different season than that, though. I think okay. I remember right. But yeah, he. Um, I I I'm okay if people want to call it that. I'm not. I'm not really gonna argue. I, I'm okay with it. I think you can kind of. I think you can make some arguments, but overall, I, I, I don't think I would argue. Um, no, the last person I want to talk about uh, on the Rams, does this do anything or change anything for Sean McVay? Uh, yeah, it does. I think um, more than anything else, I, I really think that I, I think that for a coach winning the Super Bowl, regardless of the situation, no matter what the stand, no matter what's going on, it's really hard to make it to and win a Super Bowl. It's really it hard. Is. It's and really hard. I think that if you can do that, then it puts you in another category of coaching. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. The Sean Payton thing. You win that Super yeah. Bowl, it's like you get your maid. Yeah. It's, it's a very different. I, I think it changes things. I really do. And, and we'll see uh, what the rest of his career holds. Uh, he's still young, he hasn't been around that long. He's made it to two Super Bowls. That's that's I mean, the other thing. Like people wanted to call the first one maybe a fluke. Like he got back like what three years later, two years later, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a few years later and and you know, he with a different quarterback and a very and different team. The, that was the thing. Like he got to the Super Bowl and then identified that we can't win this with Jared Goff and went and got a guy that he won with. Like that that yep. has to be on you just you you, you got to give him props for that, man. Yeah. Credit Wes Snead, the GM, by the way, who um, yeah. was a pretty shrewd GM. Um, he, he wore, I think to the parade, he wore a shirt that said something like, screw those picks or something. Something more vulgar, maybe. <laughs> but I, 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 like, I like the moxie showing up and being like, yes, I traded all our picks. And look, Super Bowl. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the thing. Like, if you win the title, like that's the goal, right? Like the Lakers yeah. traded all traded everything for Anthony Davis. They won the ring, so it's worth yeah. it, right? It's it's only bad if it doesn't work. Same with it's the only Philly bad trade, if it doesn't work. Same know? with the let with the yeah, with the Harden. If they yeah. win the title, then it's perfectly fine. That's the goal. Yeah. It, but if they don't win the title, then it wasn't it worth it. It stinks. It really stinks. It it's so funny. <laughs> it's one of the few trade things where i really do look at the results to evaluate the trade normally i'll look at a trade and be like oh it made sense at the time or oh there was this or there was that but but like if it doesn't work out and you made that kind of trade then hindsight really is 2020 on that one right but it makes sense (laughs) but the trade makes sense given what the result what what the goal was like like a lot of times when teams make trades like the goal isn't necessarily this is a we need to win the Super Bowl this year trade, right? Like all the moves that the Rams did, like they were doing that to win the Super Bowl this year. Yes. Right? Like they, they were, that was the goal. Like we'll deal with everything else next year and the years after that. But the goal is to win the title this year. And they did it. So then, yes, the trade did work. Yep. Right? <laughs> yep. But if they'd have gotten bounced by the Bucks in the division, absolutely. Round, then, yeah, then, then we'd be like, oh, and they gave up all those picks. <laughs> Yeah, like, absolutely. I think that's it's the same with the Harden thing. If they win the title this year or even next year if he comes back, then, yep. yes, that trade was worth it. But if they don't, <laughs> you could have gotten a lot. You could have gotten a bunch of other stuff for Ben Simmons than giving up stuff for him. But, you know. But, yeah, so kudos to the to the Rams because, you know, they did kind of take a big risk. And, and, and uh, Von Miller gets another ring. Von Miller. Yeah, and had a good Super Bowl. Played really well. Um, there's a couple other things I want to talk about Super Bowl related. First, before I, we, I, I, wanna, let, I want to talk about somebody in the Super Bowl. Is that okay? There's there's several things I want to talk about. You talk about whoever it is you want to talk about. I think your person's gonna be my same person. Go ahead. Yeah, I want to talk about Logan Wilson. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> Logan Wilson is a budding star at the linebacker position. Had a great Super Bowl. Had three tackles for loss, nine total tackles, eight solo tackles, a pass defense, and a very, very heavily criticized holding call on Cooper Cup late in the game. Yes. Yeah, we so, talked about this. Let's talk about this. First off, yeah. it was kind of ticky-tack as a holding call, which is fine. It, it's fine. It was still holding. It definitely was. Um, people are criticizing him for holding that. What I want to say is he's a linebacker, a very good coverage linebacker, covering the best wide receiver in football. Yes. <laughs> if you want to criticize that play, why was a linebacker covering the best wide receiver in football? And I know yes. Logan Wilson's a good coverage linebacker. That's nothing on him. But that's the problem. The problem isn't that Logan Wilson held Cooper Cup. The problem is Logan Wilson was covering Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Yes is a great route runner, an, an, an incredible route runner. And I, I think that when you put it on Logan Wilson, you're discrediting um, Cooper Cup, and you're, you're, you're not giving Logan Wilson enough credit for the game he had. 
and I don't think it's fair to criticize him for that one play. That's just, that. I wanted to say that a little bit, little bit in my soapbox there. Yes, it's it's weird that has to be said, but that's obviously the correct take. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, hundred percent correct. You get, yeah, like it, it's Cooper Cup. Like, what it's do you Cooper want him Cup. to do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not even gonna put, not even gonna put a little safety help on him. You just got, you just got Logan Wilson and Cooper Cup and man coverage. Like, yeah, yeah. No, of course, that's gonna be a, a positive play for the offense. Like, like nine every time, time. yeah, ten times out of ten. <laughs> and he's a, and he's a good coverage linebacker, and he's, he's good. really good. Yeah, Logan Wilson's really good. So. <laughs> And that's Logan not who I thought you great, overall had a great Super Bowl. So that's not who I thought you wanted to talk about. I thought you wanted to talk about Snoop Dogg. Oh, Snoop! I... We can absolutely <laughs> talk about Snoop. Because you, you know, know what? One of the... go ahead. Yeah, I, I I do want to talk about some Bengals, but I do want to say this first. You know how we always you you have a running a gaffe where you always say a running joke where you say like that got Justin Timberlake won life or Bradley yes. Cooper run one life. Yeah. Right, like these. I think we're gonna have to add Pete Davidson to that list inexplicably. Pete, Pete Davidson inexplicably has one life. <laughs> I don't really get it, but he has. Uh, I, I, uh, Pete Davidson's had a rough go though. So he like, has, he has, he's earned and, it. And, he's earned and, his success. And I hope for nothing but good things for Pete Davidson. I worry about the future of Pete Davidson. So he's I had, hope Pete Davidson I hope everything really, goes okay. He's, I know he he's really, really has had a, a rough go of it, and I'm very happy for all the success that he's had. Yeah, uh, I, hope, I hope that his demons are kept at bay, and he, <laughs> and he continues to enjoy life in a, in a good way, and everything goes well for Pete Davidson. I, I, genu- I genuinely hope that. He's not really my kind of humor, but I'm sure he's a good, <laughs> good person, and I, I don't have any uh, bad things to say about him in general. But yeah, I... I I think he goes into the category of not necessarily he won life, but um, good for him. Good for Pete. <laughs> All you that know? said, I think the person who has won life more than anyone else is Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Snoop, Snoop had some demons too, man. Snoop had some rough. Had a well, rough I mean, well, too. I would say this about Snoop. Snoop's a lot of Snoop's demons are self inflicted. <laughs> this is probably true. Um, but but Snoop. Snoop definitely has come out of it, and Snoop is definitely looks like he's enjoying life. I, I, he, I it brings Snoop me Dog, joy to watch Snoop. <laughs> Snoop Dogg had on a blue bandana outfit at the Super Bowl and was crip walking. Yeah, yeah. At the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> my 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 wife, who's wonderful and brilliant, and sitting behind me, um, said to me, uh, this is great. Because all of the people that we used to party with when we were 20 are now in charge of things. And that's why yes. everything right now yes. is geared toward our interests. That's ex- <laughs> I said the exact same thing to Ivana. I said, yeah. you realize why this is happening now, right? And she said, why? I was like, because the per- the pro- whoever the, productive- the production director for the Super Bowl halftime show is, that person's 40. Yeah, yeah. he's our age. They're like, our so age. That, that's yeah. who's in charge of this now. <laughs> that's why 10 years ago we were getting the rolling stones and and, and, and prince, prince yeah yeah and all those guys yeah that's because that's who that person that's in charge of it was so yeah. uh, 10 years from now it's gonna be cardi b yeah right 
It's um, and it was it was fun fan service. I also want to say um, in this true spirit of 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 Twitter and the world that we live in, um, clearly it's either the worst Super Bowl show ever or the best. Or the There's best nothing ever. in between. Yes. Uh, I I'm gonna say I'm gonna come here with moderation. I'm gonna say it was very fun. It was very good. It I was don't fine. know that I would. Ca- I don't know that I would call it the best. I it think was it definitely, was definitely definitely not the best. Yeah. Also, definitely not the fun. worst. It was yeah. fun. I enjoyed I, it for 15 minutes. I enjoyed like the set. I enjoyed the set piece. I thought that was fun. The the kind of the big white looked like kind of looked like a condo building kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I thought it was cool that like that like that behind a production board. I thought that was that's fun. like that's really that's um, a really smart idea. That's really neat. And then he was like producing everybody on the stage. I will say this. I thought Mary was a bit out of place. Purely, I thought she. I thought she brought a lot of emotion. Purely, to the song, but, but which, purely because. Yeah. Well, I will say this because I, everyone else was kind of a Dre disciple that was there, and yeah. Mary not so much. But then Dre did in an interview after and said that he's producing Mary's next album. I was like, okay, well that uh, makes that makes more sense. <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. Um, but you know, is Kendrick Lamar a Dre? Yeah, absolutely. He's on Aftermath. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that. Dre, I didn't know Dre, Dre was okay. the Dre was the executive producer on Good Kid, Mad City. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, I yeah. mean, it doesn't surprise me, but I didn't yeah. know that. Um, I I liked. Uh, I thought Kendrick Lamar, um, was great. I thought I thought he his performance was great. I thought Fifty, um, was a really nice surprise guest. I thought worked out really well. Yeah, I I thought Eminem's uh, tribute to Cap was very apt. And, I and missed excellent. that in the in the moment. I didn't even see that. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. until after that I saw that. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Thought it was really fun. Um and and a really good show. I genuinely enjoyed watching it. Um I I I feel like I've mostly enjoyed the halftime shows. I didn't love the weekend, but that's nothing against the weekend. I just yeah. the show uh it was just a lot visually. <laughs> halftime shows, the halftime shows. I feel you know, this is the football fan in me talking. They're too long. Oh like, yeah. yeah we yeah. don't it doesn't need to be 20 25 minutes. I feel like yeah. you should get up there, do two or three songs. It just doesn't, it doesn't, or just don't do it in the stadium. Maybe like have it like outside or something. It just feels like, I don't, it feels I, I, too I, I much. Don't, I don't know. It it, takes, if I paid, if I paid a billion dollars for a Super Bowl ticket and I didn't oh, get to see Snoop, I'd be mad. Oh, listen. Oh, do you want to do this? I have no sympathy for anybody in that stadium. Did you see who was there? It was all like celebrities and like executive and like executive types. I, Screw those people. I think. I think that's selective, <laughs> selective uh, observation. It I think absolutely is there. not. It absolutely <laughs> is not selective. But, but I, I'll give you, I'll give you probably most of them are corporate seats. But there's a lot of people there. I think. And that, who like, can afford to go there? Those seats were like fifteen grand a pop. Who's paying that? Yeah. I think there's a lot of people there who probably <laughs> saved up their whole lives to go to one Super Bowl in their life. That's. I, I won't say a lot, but there definitely are some people there that did that. Definitely. Yeah. And I, 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 I think they deserve to see Snoop, too. I do. Because they've probably been saving up since they were in high school and listening to Snoop. <laughs> like us. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> um, I will say, and this is the second time I've said that, if I, was, if I was single and not a time of COVID, like, I could see myself being like, mm-hmm. okay, this is, this is what I'm going to spend however much money on to try and see one Super Bowl in my life. Yeah, imagine you know I mean? imagine you're you're me and you. You're the me and you, but we live in Cincinnati. 
And we've been yeah. Bengals fans for 25 years. And the Bengals yeah. make the Super Bowl. And we're like, okay, Brandon, you know what we're doing? We're going yeah. to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Because we don't you know, know I, if we're ever going to get this chance again. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I think that those people deserve to see Snoop too. <laughs> those people, those people definitely exist. I would say those people make up less than 1% of the people that were there. <laughs> and, and I'm not going to argue with you on that. I, I, you're probably right. You're probably, it's probably mostly corporate seats. <laughs> um, um, we mentioned the Bengals. I do, before we run out of time, I do think we should talk about the Bengals side of the Super Bowl. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, they played well. Good for the Bengals. Um, I thought uh, Jamar Chase had five catches, 89 yards on eight targets. I actually think they did a really good job, and Jalen Ramsey overall did a really good job on Jamar Chase. Yep, I uh, think so too. He, he's a monster. It's He had that one catch on Ramsey that, like, you can't even get mad at Ramsey for that. Like, it looked, when I saw that, it was early in the game. It was that long uh, catch along the sideline. I thought Burrow overthrew him, and Chase just out of nowhere just, like like, extended and caught it, and I was like, that is an amazing catch. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not even going to say it's like a bad throw, but it, it, yeah. it was one of those things. It, Tyler Lockett does one of these once a year for me where I think Russell Wilson throws it out of bounds where he's like intentionally throwing it away uh-huh. and suddenly Lockett grabs it and somehow keeps his feet in bounds. And I'm like, I, and I'm like, I don't even understand the physics of what just happened. And that <laughs> this was one of those plays for me. I was like, I don't understand the physics of how Jamar Chase moved his body to extend and catch that ball. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's just, he's an incredible person. And you, you wanted, I want you to do your bit about why, uh, to people to settle down about the uh, Jamar Chase pick. Because I think it's a good point. Oh, yeah, I, you know, it's so funny. After that game, I've never seen such an outpouring of people on Twitter who uh, both argued that Jamar Chase was the best pick ever and also that Panay Sewell should have been the pick. Like, I, I, because obviously Aaron Donald and, and Von Miller, like, just were monsters. I, I, I don't know if seven sacks was a Super Bowl record, but Joe Burrow was sacked seven I times. Think it, I think it obviously, tied. I think I saw a, a stat that it tied the record. Okay. Uh, obviously, that was a problem. It was a problem and will continue to be a problem until they address the offensive line. Yeah. So, um, so in that regard, Panay Sewell stands are saying, see, look, they obviously should have gone Penny Sewell. Uh, on the flip side, people saw that catch by Jamar Chase and what he did all season and said, no, 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 obviously Jamar Chase was the right pick. They wouldn't have made it to the Super Bowl without him. And I want to send them, in the words of a great man, a, a hearty settle down to both sides. Um, Penny Sewell had a very good season uh, for a rookie. Yeah. He, he he wasn't uh you know like Rashawn Slater probably had a better season as a rookie than uh Creed Humphrey probably had a better season as a rookie than Penny Sewell but Penny Sewell had a very good season looks like he's going to be a mainstay uh on the Detroit Lions offensive line for a decade uh looks like he'll probably make multiple Pro Bowls probably All Pro teams if the Bengals had taken him that would have been a very fine great pick I think I firmly believe that yeah I also hate they wouldn't have made the Super Bowl without, right? I just hate yeah. that phrase. We don't know. Yeah. There's a million breaks that need to happen. And they also like could have been a big part of it. Yeah, they also could have very easily <laughs> have not made it with him. Like they Yeah. <laughs> I you know, um so I don't like that. Uh on the flip side, Jamar Chase turned out to be everything we all hoped Jamar Chase would be when we started scouting him and looking at him as uh, uh, an NFL wide receiver. Great pick. Probably the quote-unquote right pick, but 
I, I think both can be great picks. And I think that it's okay that the Bengals went with that guy. It worked out. And I think both those things can be true. I don't think we need to rehash this. What was the right, correct pick over and over again? The right, correct pick is a pick that works out. So they made the right, correct pick because Jamar Chase worked out, right? Right. I think it's fine, yeah. I I, I do think that we have have this, I don't know why, but social media is especially, this desire to, you know, be hyperbolic with everything we say. And you have to, everything has to be the worst of the best. And most things in life are a shade of gray, right? Like where it's like either of those picks would have been great. Do you say they wouldn't have made the Super Bowl without Chase? Well, maybe, maybe they would have made it with, with Sewell. Maybe they wouldn't have made it with Sewell. Like who, no one will ever know because that's not what happened. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you never know. Um, I I just, uh, yeah, I, I just that stuff just kind of kills me. And, and I was Team Sewell during the draft. I, I yeah. thought Sewell was a generational talent at tackle and that uh, Jamar Chase, I, I, I was actually really high on Chase as well. I thought Chase was a generational wide receiver. I thought he was the best wide receiver I'd looked at as a prospect since A.J. Green, which is like 10 years ago now. Mm. So, um, so I was really, really high on him. But I did think that positional need, they had T. Higgins, they had Tyler Boyd, they were in good shape weapons-wise, they needed the protection, which is still a very sound argument. But I still don't look back and be like, I, I'm, not, I'm not daily trying to figure out reasons why I was right. Jamar Chase is great. I can't take anything away from that. Yeah. And they made the Super Bowl. There's nothing to, there's nothing to complain about with their season or their off-season de- decision-making. They made the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? They made the Super Bowl. Hard to argue against it, right? Yeah, they made good decisions over the offseason because they're in the Super Bowl. Now, the other thing is, uh, the biggest reason they're in the Super Bowl, as we say every year, is yes. because Joe Burrow's a really good quarterback. Yes. So. I want you to, yes. <laughs> That's the, that is the thing. I've said this before. I'll say it a hundred times. It's like, you just, you have to have a quarterback. You look at yep. what the Bengals were three years ago, one of the worst teams in the league, or two years ago, one of the worst teams in the league. They draft an elite quarterback, and two years later, they're in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that doesn't mean makes every team. Difference. That doesn't mean that every team that drafts an elite quarterback is automatically going to go to the Super Bowl. But it just means that you you need one of those guys to get there. You just you just yeah. do. Yeah, it makes a big difference. And and sure, bad quarterbacks or average quarterbacks, um, caretaker quarterbacks make it to the Super of Bowl course. frequently, right? Yep. Yep. But. Overall, Super Bowl winners, Super Bowl contenders usually have one of those guys, usually have a really good quarterback, and it's hard to get there. You have to be flawless to get there without a good quarterback, yeah. and usually it's not sustainable. Yeah. Usually usually it's a, it's a one season where you had a generational season or a historical year on defense or, or an unbelievable running back year or something like that. That Bears Usually Super Bowl you need that. with Rex, with Rex, uh, Rex Chapman was his name? Not Rex Chapman. Rex, Rex, Rex Grossman. Grossman, yeah. Rex Grossman. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Rex Chapman, very Rex, different player. Yeah, but Hornets great Rex Chapman. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, but I was, uh, you but, know, yeah, but it, it, you can do it that way. But uh, like you mm-hmm. said, like it's to have su- sustained, you know, competitiveness which I think the Bengals will have. Now, whether or not they make another Super Bowl, who knows, right? They may make it next yeah, year. you never know. They may never get back again. Like, who knows? It's impossible to know. But I do think they're, they, that as long as they have Chase and he, excuse me, as long as they have Burrow and he's healthy, I think they'll be in the mix. Yep. Yeah, I, I think we can safely say that. Like, I think he showed 
what he can do this season. Now, he didn't have a phenomenal Super Bowl, but he looked good. I think yeah, he looked fine. Yeah, he also fine. was playing the, the Rams defense, which is, like, the best defense uh, in the league. I mean. <laughs> yeah, d- defense was really good and, and got eaten alive, especially yeah. in the second half. Like, it, it, was, a, it was a tough tough run for him. He, you know, seven sacks is a lot. So uh, It's just got to hurt. There was just one play where he gets sacked, and you just look at his face as he's getting up, and it just looks like he's in pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, um, they're, they're, they are murdering this guy before our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and we're cheering it as they're killing a guy. Um, be interesting to see what the Bengals do this offseason, see how they address the offensive line. I'd like to see them bring in another tight end. Nothing against um, nothing against C.J. Uzoma, oh, but I, I, he's I don't think he's... You don't like I, him? I don't... Uh, he's fine. I just don't think he's like a, a top-level... Uh, tight end. I think there's some good tight ends in the tr- in this draft. They could bring somebody else in. Uh, but they've got a lot of cap space. They've got like 44 million in cap space according to over the cap. So they could go out and they could spend big on a on a you know guard. They people talk tackle. I kind of think they need a guard more than a tackle. Guards and centers, interior offensive linemen more. Yeah. But they uh, but they could use a right tackle. They could use some help. They could use um, another player in the secondary. Uh, they're going to have to pay Jesse Bates and bring him back, which will be important. I'd like to see them bring back B.J. Hill on the defensive line, who was a big, big part of that D-line. Uh, they could use another linebacker. So we'll see what kind of changes they make in the offseason. They have draft picks, and they have uh, cap space. So they could they could come back stronger on paper uh, after a Super Bowl, which is a rare thing to do. Yeah, I just, it's, it's, it's tough. I, losing a Super Bowl stinks. And it's just always yeah. There's always a hangover. There's always, there's a, always I'll, I'll be talking the, about this. In, yeah, I'll be talking about this in August. I'll be when, like, eh, Bengals are second in the division. When, when we do when we do our <laughs> when we do our predictions, and you're you're you you've got sucked back into the Ravens again. Or, yeah, yeah. Or, always or getting sucked back into the Ravens. Matt Ryan is on the Steelers, and you put the you put them third in the division. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get or or the Browns are healthy, and I'll be like, eh, Browns might be all right. You know, well, I don't well, know. I'll they, come up with something. The Bra- I have officially put the Browns in the pre-Tom Brady Bucks category for me. Like, I'm just not going to – I'm just not – you're not doing this to me again. You're not sucking me back into this team again. <laughs> yeah. The thing about the Browns, right, is that they just they, – they have a really good offensive line and an elite defense. Yep. And, and so we'll, we'll see how that works, uh, what they do in the offseason and, and how healthy Baker is and – and what happens? But I don't it. think you're, the Browns. I don't think the Browns are going to be bad. Yeah. So they what the, that's you said because they they have the things that make you can't be bad. Good defense, good running yep. game. You you will you will be able to be you know competitive if that's what you if that's the basis of your team. Yeah. Good running game. Um, solid defense. Again, not not sucking me. I'm not picking them the, for anything next year. <laughs> this division, man. This division because the Ravens. The Ravens. You gotta you gotta forget. Don't forget the Ravens were hurt. This year, like yeah, they like half a team. Yeah, so. they should be. You know, we're not going to do this now, but you know how we do it. We're probably yeah. picking them to make the Super Bowl next year. Pro- probably picking the Ravens. <laughs> uh, Steelers elite defense. If they bring in a veteran quarterback, yeah, you know, even if they bring in somebody like Jimmy G, like they've got a good team. There's so many uh, quarterbacks that, that are going to be available. Even if they, uh, what's our Carson Wentz. Yeah, he's when, allegedly available for some reason. I, I, why is he like, available? Because he because he lost to the Jaguars in Week 18. That's why. Oh, <laughs> I, 
honestly, I, I, I think that it comes down to that. I think if he wins that game and the Colts make the playoffs, even if they lose in the first round, I, st- I, I think that nobody's talking about Wentz leaving. But yeah. I think that the Colts saw that game and went that is not going to happen again. That was pretty bad. That was honestly yeah, pretty they, bad. That that was to me the biggest bed crapping of the year. Like like there there were we saw a lot of we saw a lot of uh poopy sheets this year, we'll just say. Um but, I, but I re- nobody's re- sheets were poopier than Carson Wentz's after the Jags game. I remember DT. texting you during that game. I remember texting you during that game and going, is this happening? And you said, oh, it's happening, my friend. <laughs> they, they, are, they are crap in the bed. That was, that was an epic, an epic bed grabbing. It was. <laughs> like, are they really going to do this? <laughs> oh. Uh, well, that was a very quick uh, hour and yeah, four minutes. Yeah, we ran so, long. Uh, I, I could talk for another hour. I know. I, I was super excited about uh, the combine and the draft and free agency. Super excited for the rest of the NBA season and the playoffs. And please give me Philly, Brooklyn, because I want to watch the world burn. Please. Uh, like, and, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this. The, the, the NBA, yeah. rig whatever you have to rig. I love the league. I want the league to continue. And I'm afraid that it will not if we have... <laughs> A Sixers <laughs> Nets playoff series. I worry for the, the future of the league. <laughs> and um, and next week I'm gonna need 20 minutes on the Blazers. Just let's so do you know. it. So um, <laughs> all right. So before we go, let me just mention it really helps us out. If you go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, leave us a nice review. So please do. That about does it for this week. You can find us on Facebook, download us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, check us out at twoguyspodcast.com. You should also follow us on Twitter at Two Guys Dwayne and at Two Guys Brandon. Uh, go listen to Serge Severe. Uh, shout out to him for the music. And uh, as always, apologies to Ryan Tannehill. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you with another episode next week. The gap synonyms extract minerals, twisted and dash cinnamon. Flavorful neighbors sniff it from the kitchen. We cooking up that supreme wrap and then we dish it. Yo, close. your attention's on the fire. Cause on the mic, I call experience. I'm like a giant. Nobody move. Yeah, don't even sleep. Ready to ill, ready to get it, ready to kill, ready to ill, ready to kill. Yeah, I'm like a giant. I'm like a giant. Nobody move. Yeah.